pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings and welcome back, co-creatives. I'm Stephen Canyon. So glad you could join us for another adventure of Manifesting Abundance. Email address, kineticbelieve at stephencanyon.com. If you've got something you'd like to say, say it there. stephencanyon.com is the website. Miss Maggie, greetings, my little friend. <laughs> greetings, my How art big thou? friend. <laughs> Good to see you. I'm wonderful. Looking dapper today. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. How are you feeling? I'm great. I'm, I'm on my fifth espresso <laughs> you're feeling pretty good feeling you, you want to sit down so we can do the podcast <laughs> right now i like i just want to run in place i think just <laughs> so for the whole <laughs> keep it up looking good <laughs> thanks you too i'm pretty excited about our schedule changes that you and i have worked through over the last couple of days oh man it has been a whirlwind i we, don't even know we have made now get this we've made friday's music day officially yes. we're gonna just unplug from everything else and retreat into the music hall of mm. Shame? No. Fame? <laughs> shame. <laughs> shame. Never shame. It's going to be so much fun, though, oh, you know, just setting aside the time like the old days. Well, and when we do know that when you're going so strong, so fast, all the time, nonstop, you have to do that. You have to set that si- that time aside. Well, with like us, you know, we get so caught up in these projects and it just bleeds over in one day into the next. Oh, and next goodness. thing you know, it's you don't even have a weekend. You don't have nights, days, <laughs> nothing. We're just always working on uh-huh. deadline. Sometimes I feel like I start typing on my laptop on Monday and I just stop on Friday. Music day, <laughs> Friday. Yay. Fri- what is it, Friday? Friday. Friday music, music day. Yeah. I'm so, I really am excited about it. Saturdays. And Saturdays on the schedule, we have set aside specifically and, and solely for hiking. Yes. Mm. Nothing else. Not even going to consider doing anything else. Just take the hike. I got to say that feeds my soul more than anything else on the planet, I think. And you know what's really funny? We've laughed about this. One of the last major hikes that we did, we got so caught in the rain on top of a mountain, unprepared. <laughs> it was cold, too. And we still put up our hammocks and sat there in the rain eating well, it was kind what of was cozy. It? Soup, it was some sort cold. of like um, like a chicken pot pie kind we, of thing that we, we had brought. Yeah, we had our big hats on. We did, and, and we found a great evergreen fir. You know, one of those big fir trees that mm-hmm. it had great coverage, considering. But what we did was we, we enjoyed it so much, and we got back. And <clears throat> I I didn't tell you, but I ordered a uh, hiking poncho type raincoat for you. Yeah. <laughs> And I ordered one for you. And we didn't tell each other. And, <laughs> and they came from Amazon the same day. Because we are now, only, we're only going to hike in the rain, right? Well, it is funny how, <laughs> just because of who we are together as kinetic believers, you know, when it, it pours rain, the, the the trail basically turned into a river. And, you know, our reaction was, yes, this would be so fun <laughs> if we were pre- really prepared. Well, when you are, <laughs> when you are as far away from civilization and the vehicle and all that stuff or any kind of shelter you just kind of have to own it yeah and so we're out in the middle of nothing from an hour away i guess from anything and so all right you're gonna get wet so you're and so next thing you know you're actually enjoying it's kind of like uh honestly um, this sounds like a metaphor for for life doesn't it 
Yeah. Instead, yeah, of, instead yeah. of like, you know, sort of pulling away from the uncomfortable, press into it and make it fun, make it an adventure. You have that choice. Or a metaphor for a concert with a million people out in the rain. Yes. Like Woodstock. Like Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> right? We just saw the... the uh, I think they had some uh, medicinal help to have fun there. <laughs> okay, so fr- Friday is music day, Saturday yeah. is hiking, and Sunday, art. Oh, I know. See? We're just going to paint oh, and draw and, I don't know, make yeah. Play-Doh things. Well, this is exciting because I, do, I really do feel like this is adding that level of balance. Because I think when, when life kind of picks up speed, like it has for us, you know, you got to make sure that not one thing is just sort of monopolizing. And so we're, we're setting that balance again. It feels great. And as much as I don't like actual hard schedules, you know, we're, I did footnote in there that we're going to remain flexible now so that we can make all of this doable. <laughs> right. So, yeah. you know, if Saturday comes around and we want to do art or music. Or veg. We can still do that, right? <laughs> Have a movie day instead. I don't yeah. like the have tos. No, but but it is. But I like that, that we're setting that time aside, you know, sort of earmarking it just because we could. You and I, we really could we could do content creation every day all day all night and never be done but now here's i've got this new piece that i'm orchestrating and creating vamps for a really lively violin solo for you and i haven't named it yet i can't wait maybe i'm um, so excited megan's dance that's it. I can call the song Megan's Dance. I like it. The Meggie Dance. Speaking of dance, it rained yesterday, so we used our indoor time to work on the Viennese Waltz. I, you know, I don't know why I never thought about really just really asking you to teach me how to ballroom dance, considering that you know how and I, I do not. Maybe it's that's because funny. I'm actually sore. Because that's, that's a little bit sad to say that, but just from dancing around the living room, I, my legs are... My calves are I'm burning, fe- <laughs> too. We've been inside too long. What is wrong with us? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, it would whip you Ow. into shape. It was amazing. You're, you're very graceful, mm. by the way. The Viennese, though, what an elegant waltz that mm. is. Mm, we have some more steps to learn. You've got the box step down yeah. and the side touch step, side touch step. You got okay. that. Now we're going to do back and up and back and up. I want to I want to do the Argentinian tango. What am I going to do? <laughs> Frame Argen- me. Is there such a thing, Argentinian? Argent- it's supposedly the most difficult. Oh, just the dance. tango. Okay. Uh, the Argentinian yeah, yeah, yeah. tango is supposedly the most difficult dance. Well, to learn. first we're going to perfect the Viennese. Then we're going to learn the running waltz, mm. and uh, Viennese and the running waltz, and then something else. But then we can go Fox on. Foxtrot. Then we'll do the foxtrot. Yeah. Are, are we having fun or what? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, I love it. get over the soreness first. <laughs> well, let's just jump right in here. The Let's talk today. I'm really excited about today's topic, by yeah. the way. Yeah, and hello to everyone. I feel like I've missed everyone recently, mm. so I'm just... It's it feels, been a minute, hasn't it? Yeah, it feels great to be connecting again and mm, back in the, well, the saddle. as you may have picked up, uh, we've been repositioning ourselves, and we had some travel yes. that we had to get out of the way, and now that we have gone from A to B, here we are, and back in the saddle again. Mm-hmm. Today, patient gratitude brings home the bacon. <laughs> <laughs> now that's some incentive, isn't it? Oh my goodness. I like it. <laughs> what what Wait, else? What, what bacon? What, yeah, okay, let me yeah. listen to this. <laughs> yeah, patient gratitude. Well, yeah. there's got to be a, a there has to be a a uh, something worthy of the the pursuit, right? How about yeah. bacon? <laughs> what won't you what will you not do for bacon? Well, um, uh, patient gratitude, I'm in there. I'm trying to think. <laughs> All right. 
The invisible constructive power of kinetic belief is within every single person. I mean, every one of us has this. It's on the inside of us. There is, look, there is one substance, which is the source for all things. And the substance has within itself the power of belief, which creates all things. All things are made from this intelligent substance, which then fills the inner spaces of the universe. And the motion of the substance of things that are hoped for, that's what attracts mass to form in our lives. It's action. It's putting action with our belief to see something come to pass. Mm-hmm. You know, just sitting on the couch wishing things were different doesn't get it done. Right. There has to be motion put to the inertia or the kinetic mm-hmm. energy, the kinetic belief to actually attract something to form into our lives. So here the motion of the substance the things hoped for is attracting mass to change form, to change circumstances, to change our lives. And it's the objective of life which is to advance each day our mind, body, and soul. And I think we, we know this by now. Mm-hmm. Well, how do we do this? How do we actually advance our mind, body, and soul continuously each day of our lives without, without taking a break? Mm-hmm. You know, even while, even while we're, you're waltzing, how are you advancing? How are you advancing when you're just doing art or, or singing a song and, and taking time out or going for a hike? How can you possibly be advancing your mind and your body and your soul while doing these things? It happens through meditation on what we believe to be our life's purpose. What we cannot see is what actually creates what eventually appears in our lives, So how do we move what is invisible to advance to be able to be seen by us? Well, we look within for our original purpose, and then we contemplate upon every single thought to become us. Each thought we imagine for that to become us. And we meditate to imagine our abundance, to see plenty of whatever it is we're desiring to manifest and show up in our lives. We continue to see that and work on the thought form for those things until revelation knowledge becomes us, until the wisdom of how to move toward the very thing that we want to attract in our lives actually becomes us. Look, imagine from your life from within the quietness of thought. Imagine, imagine your life right now in the present tense changed according to what you imagine to see, to what you desire. See yourself in that changed atmosphere. See yourself in the changed position of your life being totally different in whatever way you've chosen, in whatever way that you find satisfying to your soul. And you know what that looks like. And you know what that is because you're blueprinting exactly what you imagine to see. But now this takes a little bit of work. It can't be just a passing desire that, you know, I wish I had a million dollars or something as simple as that. A million dollars, there's nothing simple about a million dollars, not if you have it actually activated and working on your behalf. It right. can actually be very complex. I loved that in, a, in the movie Singing in the Rain. And Gene Kelly is talking to the, you know, this really wealthy lady that's sort of pursuing him and he says you know you rich people you always say that money doesn't matter he said but it takes on a suspicious you know weight to it when you don't have any (laughs) very complex (laughs) nothing simple about it so work out the details of it and then see it coming to pass in your life and i love this concept that you're keeping us focused on which is to you know really cultivate that image 
and then hold on to it because it's the day-to-day life that keeps our imagination, you know, sort of sweeping back around to that small way of thinking. And so, you know, purposing to do this is, is everything. Absolutely. And then, and then be grateful, Mm. be grateful that your desires have come to pass. Not that they will, not that you're just grateful for life in general. No, gratitude that what you're imagining to see in your life has already come to pass as you imagine it to be. If, if you will follow your inner voice, the script that you write for speaking, for the internal dialogue, for the meditation on those good thoughts, while casting down every negative thought during your meditation, through the energetics of your gratitude, you will attract to manifest the invisible to transform your life. Even though the results of kinetic belief may seem like some kind of unbelievable thing and spooky to a lot of people and some kind of magic, look, we have, each of us have within us the ability to attract and to manifest our perfected life. We were created in the image of the Creator with authority and dominion and imagination. I mean, this is our makeup. This is who we are. It's our spiritual DNA. Imagination is the action of forming new ideas or images or concepts of external objects that are not um, that aren't present to the physical senses. Another term that's often used for this is just forward thinking. You'll see that with a lot of your motivational speakers that talk about forward thinking. Well, you're missing forward thinking. We're going to hire somebody that's really good at forward thinking. <laughs> How have you been doing with your forward thinking? <laughs> see, right. It's just seeing beyond what is. Yeah. Or it's, it's just imagining the invisible to become visible. All of us are already living a life that we believe. Look around and whatever it is that you see, that's the very thing you've been talking about. That's what you've been believing. So if we want to change the life that we're living, change what we believe. And that's so true. I, I've known people in the past that they they always say nonstop all the time how busy they are and how stressed they are. And I always thought it was interesting that even when the, the time would finally come where they were not busy and they weren't stressed, maybe they were on vacation, um, how that had been said so many times they couldn't even get rid of it even when it wasn't true Mm. and so you're you're so right in every possible way even the smallest tiniest ways to the big obvious things like the car in the house and and the way that you're living um it's it's affected if it affects everything well how do we grow by imagining the unrestricted use of all things which may be necessary for our mental Mm. and physical development we do it by we do we do it by creating by imagining, speaking, and acting. We create by imagining, speaking, and acting. We believe to see. Mm-hmm. We don't see to believe, we believe to see. Yeah. And so then we proceed each day on purpose with a belief for wisdom. Now, you may not have all the answers. We don't need all the answers. That's the beauty of this. You believe for wisdom and, and you do this. We do this by posturing ourselves while believing for the wisdom to move forward in our beliefs, in gratitude, steeped in gratitude. And we determine to expect much to be required of our creative self while doing this, because it does require a lot. And so we're determined to to, uh, uh, put out a lot to uh, attract 
things to us. Look, things things do not uh, they don't require uh, all of these. What we're talking about today, it doesn't require a lot of time. Mm. This doesn't take all day. You know, somebody thinks, well, I just don't have time to meditate for two hours a day. You don't need to meditate for two hours a day. Not unless you just want to do some yoga for the the workout. (laughs) But the mental exercise of meditation does not require a great deal of time. We don't have to go off into the woods, for example. And then go find a hole and just spend 40 days and nights to enter into the realm of everything possible. We don't have to do that. That's a that's a really powerful point that you're making. This idea that it, don't focus on on the ones and twos and threes. Don't don't focus on the the micro version of this. This is a lifestyle. Being a kinetic believer is a lifestyle, and so we're really changing how we're operating in life on this fundamental level. So you're right. I mean, that's such a I've never thought about it that way, and that's so powerful. This idea that you know don't give yourself the excuse of oh I don't have enough time. This is this is a shift in how you f- are fundamentally living day to day. So in the realm of everything possible, where we are creating the life that we choose to live, we're already there. Mm. We don't have to go out into the woods. We don't have to meditate for two hours to, to pull in some ability that we don't already have. We're already in that space, in the place, in that location. Mm. We only need to stir up our conscious awareness in order to become cognizant of the invisible to be able to attract what is visible. So it's by the intelligent use and the direction of this creative principle that we can choose to develop in our mental faculties. Look, we have the inherent power to be able to grow in whatever direction we want, in whatever dis- whatever direction we desire or choose. Mm-hmm. And it's from the beginning of re- recorded history that there does not appear to be any limit whatsoever to the possibilities of human development. No one has become so great in any achievement ever that it's not possible for somebody else to (laughs) to become even greater in their achievement. What happens? Well, the barrier to advance in some certain areas first, all it is is just a psychological barrier, an inability to believe to that higher level of accomplishment, to that higher level of achievement, Mm -hmm. to the higher level of, you know, until man went to the moon we weren't capable uh, beyond the 10 years uh, before we went to the moon of believing it would ever even be possible. The same is true with flight and all of these other uh, fantastic achievements of of uh, ingenuity that mankind has bestowed upon itself. Nothing has ever been possible until it was believed to be so. Um, you, you've you keep taking us back to the power and the role that gratitude plays in this process. And I want to ask you, I want to I understand better how exactly to approach gratitude. I think a lot of times, at least for me in my experience, it can start to feel almost repetitive. You, you sort of get in this locked mode of what, how you say things and how you think about things and how the things you're grateful for. You know, how do we make sure that our gratitude is sort of evolving with us through the process and that we're doing it in this most powerful way? Evolutionary gratitude requires patience. Mm-hmm. To go from today to a decade from now Ingratitude just requires the patience of time. And it requires, and, and all that requires is to see yourself in present tense as having already achieved going to the moon, for example. And then we, while we work toward doing that, 
And so it's the gratitude and patience that enables us to evolve with time toward the thing that we're wanting to attract into our lives. And then what happens? When we go to the moon, what happens? There is the, the barrier to advance in some certain area that's first, um, that's broken psychologically. And then when other people see someone breaking the impossible barrier, well, they're just quick to follow. Oh, it's no big deal to go to the moon. Anybody can do that. <laughs> you so remember true. Roger Bannister was the first person to break the four-minute mile? Yeah. First person to do that. No one had ever been able to run a mile in four minutes before. No one had seen anybody do it. I've seen Roger Bannister do it, and I still can't. Well, that's a whole other story. <laughs> but but Roger's, <laughs> once Bannister broke the four-minute mile, well, then the thought that it could be done which hadn't existed anywhere else until Roger Bannister kinetically believed that he could do it. He had the desire to do it. He imagined himself doing it. He, he was the first that really had the expectation to do it and the enthusiasm of gratitude. Well, what was left after all of that? Put the action to his belief. Well, he did that. And then what happened? He ran the four-minute mile. The first four-minute mile feat emphasized the present tense substance of belief, the mindset behind the achievement rather than the physical requirements. Why? Because there were so many runners that broke the four-minute barrier that Bannister had, well, he became the first one to do it. And then after he did it, uh, there was this sudden change um, that in, in the mental ability to believe that you can run that, that became predominant and human beings began one after the other running that four-minute mile. Right. Well, was there a sudden change in development of some kind in human evolution? <laughs> no. <laughs> what changed was the belief model. Well, until this point in time, runners have been held back by a belief that, well, they just couldn't break the four-minute mile. But when the image of that limit was created because everyone could see the four-minute mile being broken. There it was. It's on television. There's the, everybody out with the stopwatch. We saw that it was done. He did it. Still had his shoes on when he came across the finish line. <laughs> he did it. And so everyone could see the four-minute mile being broken. And the belief, now watch this, the belief now existed that they could do something they had previously thought impossible. Belief is the substance of things hoped for. All things are possible to those that believe. There is not anything that's not possible to the one who believes it is. I have a question about that story. Such a great story for that analogy. Um, this idea that... So obviously, um, the guy who broke the four-minute mile, he was believing without seeing. He was believing before he, anyone had done it. And then everyone that followed him was believing because they saw him do it. Do you think that there is a difference in that type of belief? Is there more power in, in what he did versus everybody that came after him? And we Yes. And he actually, and here's, here is the crux. This is the thing that sets the believer, the kinetic believer apart. Roger's, Roger Bannister believed after he imagined to see, mm. that's the importance of our uh, imagination. Right. That's the importance of that conviction of of seeing it in yeah. your in your thought forms from the highest viewpoint, and whatever it is that you determine you want to see. Mm. And so he would meditate on the imagination, on the image. So he was Roger Bannister was seeing. 
He was seeing it being done before anybody else was imagining it. Everyone else had to see it in the physical in order to be able to achieve what he did from the, the mental. Which seems like that's the perfect type of belief for the kinetic believer because you're always teaching us about the power of our unique self, the power of who we are in a way that has never existed and never will exist. And so this idea that we're always going to be breaking barriers and doing new things that have, in a sense, never been done before and sort of clinging to that type of belief and not requiring somebody else to have already done it so that we can sort of tag along and believe, oh, well, they did it. I know I can do it. So it really speaks to that, the power of that creative genius that you're always telling us to pursue. That, and that is the difference again, is look, anything is possible. The, all things are possible. And first to those who imagine to see, the possibility of all things is in the original substance from which human beings are made from. In between thoughts... Okay, in between thoughts of what's to come, thoughts of what has already been, or what are we left with in the moment of now? Just awareness. Right. Awareness. In between thoughts is where the state of knowing all things lies. In between thoughts is where we can imagine to see beyond what's already been revealed where our genius of purpose is revealed to us, is in between thoughts. Is there is a space there, void of the substance of anything that already exists, where we come in contact with all things that can be. In between thoughts, the state of knowing all things lies and rests in that place, in between thoughts. And that is where the genius of um, omniscience flows into consciousness. Genius of purpose is more than talent. You know, talent can be the practice of just one ability. Uh, talent can be, well, if, if, if all you can do is play the violin and uh, you've developed in that one out, out of proportion to all the other abilities. But genius of purpose, look, it's the union of, of the individual and God within the actions of the soul. Hmm. That's the genius of purpose. It's the union of, of you, you and me and every individual and God within the actions of the soul. And so if, if we've ever wondered why you know, we haven't seen a manifestation of victory in our lives, it's probably because we just need the vehicle that will drive our belief to the finish line of some desire. Wow. We, we're still hoping and wishing and wishing and hoping while staying in the same place. So you're really putting a focus on that relationship, creative to creator, to and then also sort of sprinkling the giftings in there as well. Right, going back to the genius of purpose. And, you know, there's, again, it's one thing to develop in a talent. It's an entirely another thing to develop in our genius of purpose. Every belief needs a corresponding action. And yeah. that is so vitally important to get. You know, a lot of people, and especially that are new to the law of attraction, for example, they'll just start believing and believing and believing and believing and wishing and hoping and working on their vision board and t- cutting out pictures of big houses mm-hmm. and fast cars and gorgeous men and gorgeous women <laughs> and all and a big swimming pool and, and all these things. Well, I can't get out a picture of their personality. <laughs> right. But what, whatever it is yeah. you're believing to receive, whatever you want to start with that kinetic belief, it's going to require a corresponding action yeah. for every belief. 
We did some insane four-wheeling in Sedona, Arizona recently. Yes, we did. Insane. Nutso. So, We've done a lot of four-wheeling in our time. And but we that take, was crazy. But this was, this was uh, you know... So long. <laughs> it took all day. I mean, we were talking to somebody a few days after the trip that we had taken. and said, yeah, we went up to... I don't even remember the name of the pass now that we went over. Oh. But I don't either. whatever it was, we, we mentioned it by name, and the guy was like, well, congratulations. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. But, tell my Jeep that. Yeah, tell the Jeep that. But we, we did, we, and it was just uh, people. I mean, it was like straight. It was hours and hours of boulders and rocks and torn up. And you can't I mean, turn you, around. The, you, the only way uh, is through. No, and the, and the few other... Off-road vehicles were like way jacked up, you know, the kind with the big monster truck type tires and, and you know, our Jeep is not. It's classic. I mean, you know, I haven't had it lifted. It's factory. And it's just a Jeep, you know, it's a Jeep Wrangler. Yeah. But, it did good. But it did great. Not a scratch on it. Yeah. But it was insane. Well, you know, it was a few hours and we got to the top of a mountain and um, up over these boulders and rocks, all, it took, you know, the amount of jiggling and and rocking back and forth and up and down and it was just we finally got up to the top and we hiked out to this big big rock now there are no trails there's no way to hike up there you have to go in in one of these crazy four-wheelers and so we hiked out up to this rock and we go by this twisted big huge um the tree was called a A juniper juniper ancient juniper yeah and there was this woman yeah. standing, uh, actually she was sitting by the tree mm-hmm. and she was wearing this African print wrap dress, mm-hmm. beautiful colors, bright colors. Oh. She was not, the dust and the dirt between where we came from to get up there was unbelievable. Clouds of dust yeah. to get up there and, and all the dirt. She was clean as she could be. I mean, just no, her shoes were clean. Her dress was clean. Even the hem. She, beautiful She had a woman. white hem. And, and, and I think she was an angel. I think she was too. She was something. But she was, <laughs> but, but she said, and guys and girls, she was really this amazing thing there in the middle of somewhere a human can't be or should not be. She had nothing to drink, no water, no backpack. And she said she had walked there. Which would have taken days. So here she is in this African print wrap dress, and she's sitting there with this big, pretty smile on her face. Mm -hmm. And she has a little bag, and you can see in it that it looks like collectibles. It looks like she has some ping pong paddles, and it looks like she has some (laughs) bottles. It looks like she's just collecting and gathering these little earthling things along the way to take back to whatever planet she came from. (laughs) Right. It's true. Who knows? But we asked her. Um, how she got there. And she said, well, I came alone. She said, sometimes you need to be alone away from noise and confusion. I'm like, here, here, you know, (laughs) it's amazing. We got a photograph with you and her, but um, it was amazing. The point of all of this is that if you've ever driven in the mud or up in the mountains and in one of these kind of roads we're talking about, you know that having the right kind of vehicle can mean the difference between actually making it to your destination or being stuck out in a creek somewhere. Yeah, we had passed a few people with, their, they had their tires off. They blown, were changing, yeah. Blown tires, stuck, mm-hmm. people being pulled up out of yeah, ditches and trenches so and all true. those things. So choosing the right vehicle for the trip, that is the best way to begin. 
Yes. You don't want to, you can't, you shouldn't choose the vehicle after you started your trip. You want to make the right choice before you go on mm, the trip yeah. and know kind of what the journey is going to require so that you can choose the right vehicle. Well, the same is true with what we choose to believe. It may be a rocky, muddy, and steep road to the finish line of manifestation where we see the manifestation and we see the victory. And choosing the right vehicle for the action of our belief, for the motion of our belief, will keep us from getting stuck along the way. Wow. I believe some of our listeners are feeling that way today, actually. If, if you've imagined that you're, for example, that you're healed and that you're symptom-free, and you've been speaking healing affirmations yeah. and you've been stirring up gratitude for your healing and then and then and then your symptoms have began to go away and you're feeling better and you just know that something's changed within you but then then 3 days later those symptoms have come back yeah that's in one. full force perhaps yeah. and and maybe they're even worse than before or maybe there's somebody who's been journaling a desire for money and you've been creating conscious thoughts and these thought forms of great wealth, the million dollars. Maybe you really are bold in your belief and then you wrote down $10 million and you're working the trifecta of kinetic belief and you've written affirmations and you've begun putting action to your belief and things even begun showing up that you're attracting to manifest and things are looking pretty good. And all of a sudden the bank account has more in it than you've ever had in there before. And then suddenly it kind of looks like you're back at the beginning again. Well, what's the problem here? On again, off again, belief. Right. On again, off again, belief will produce on again, off again results. To bring the substance of our belief to the finish line, to the manifestation, to see it and to own it and to become that, we have got to keep the switch of belief turned on and use a vehicle that can navigate the terrain that's ahead of us to keep us moving forward. And that vehicle is the four-wheel drive of patience. You're going to dig deep. (laughs) It's patience. Yeah, that's it. So what is patience? What is it? Patience is being consistently, constantly the same day in and day out in belief. And when we are consistently, constantly the same day in and day out in belief, that is a kinetic belief. Look, patience isn't as exciting as belief is, is it? (laughs) Right. I mean, there's just something that's just not quite as... I don't know. I mean, I can get behind a dream, but patience? Most people have no problem believing something for a short period of time because it's exciting to the imagination. I can see myself in this big new house. I can see you sitting over there. I can see me cooking. Or we can reverse that. I can see me sitting. I can see you. I can see this. That's exciting. And I I got this. But Because it's exciting to the imagination, once the excitement wears off, well, most people quit imagining. The emotion, yeah. They quit believing. Why? The excitement's not there for it anymore. But patience, patience is a necessary vehicle to get the substance of our belief to the finish line of manifestations. God is not only the creator and designer of the substance of our belief, God is also the created uh, he created within each one of us the action of patience. Mm. 
to be able to manifest any desire with all things being possible to those that believe. We have been created with more than enough patience to see anything that we should choose to believe through to completion, even when we're tempted to quit, even when we get discouraged, even when we just want to give up on a dream. The truth is, we weren't created to quit. We were never meant to quit. We weren't supposed to have the the vernacular of quit in us. I want that t-shirt. I wasn't created to quit. That's That would be a good perfect. one, wouldn't it? We were created to advance toward the completion of our dreams. Period. By aligning ourselves with the fertile soil of our purpose, which is the, the substance of unconditional love for God, for ourselves, and for all others while moving forward in our beliefs, the universe will always meet us with the supernatural power to attract and manifest a soulmate, manifest wealth, happiness, joy, peace, strength, and health, well, the abundant life. The power of kinetic belief gets you started with patience, and then you finish your desires to completion. The power of kinetic belief gets you started, and then with patience, you finish your desires to completion. Because you've taken us through the concept of, of deep and real and evolving gratitude today, is that the, the way that we're going to continue in patience is through gratitude? What's the thing that's sort of, you know, helping us and, and, and putting us in a position to be patient as a kinetic believer, in a kinetic way, for the long term, making sure that, like you're saying, making sure that we're not on again, off again, on again, off again. Well, and it comes with the practice of, of pra- being a practitioner of kinetic belief, Meg. I mean, we... It, so many things. And, and, yeah. and it is the consistency of doing this as a kinetic believer and knowing why you're doing it. Yeah. And not just waiting for the feeling to show up or the emotion to get out front and, and then follow your emotions and then the emotions change and you quit. And you Which is the in point of the up. journal. That's exactly right. It no. keeps you in that place. None of us were created to do this life thing alone. You know, and that's, that's such a, a big thing to understand and to get because great achievers, regardless of, of whatever it is that they accomplished, are actually always greater than whatever they may have achieved. Hmm. You know, it, greatness is not defined by the achievement. And Every human creative who's ever accomplished great things are simply in alignment with a reserve of power that is limitless, absolutely limitless. Well, what is the measure of an achievement relative to something that's limitless? Well, it's pretty small, isn't it? Science, religion, and philosophy do not know where the boundary of the mental powers of spiritual beings having a natural experience is. Actually, the consensus is that there is no boundary. And the power of conscious growth is not given to just, I mean, it's not given to the lower animals, for example. It is only, it's only the human being that possesses this power that may be developed and increased by each individual as they so choose. Now, the lower animals can, to a great extent, be trained and developed by humans, but only humans can train and develop themselves. We alone in the universe, in the image of the Creator, have this power. 
And we have it to, it's an unlimited amount. It's to this vast, great amount that we have this power. And the purpose of life for all of us is growth. And just as the purpose of life for plants is to grow and develop and to become what a plant is supposed to be. For example, trees grow automatically and they grow along fixed lines while human beings can grow as they will. Trees and plants can only develop certain characteristics while we can develop any power, anything which has been believed by any person anywhere at any time. Developing in the abundant life, that is a way of life for creative kinetic believers. And growth is an abundant way of living. Look, an abundant life is one that is just free and it is unrestricted in the use of all of the things which may be necessary for the fullest mental and spiritual and physical unfoldment of perfected health, perfected wealth, and joy and happiness and peace. And the, the journey of the kinetic believer, that is one of a, a seamless continuity that we're talking about today. And patience paves the way of the sojourner. That's the thing that goes out front and invites us to come along with it. It's the patience that's required in the journey of, of success. So the wisdom for abundant living for the kinetic believer is the understanding, to answer your question, that the journey of the soul through the land of the living and beyond is a matter of choice. It's, it's, a, it's a daily matter of intention, and I intend to make this choice and this decision to take that forward thinking that we were talking about that I have journaled and constructed as a blueprint and hold on to that with patience, beyond enthusiasm, beyond excitement, beyond um, you know the excitement of, of ownership of whatever it is in gratitude that I'm imagining myself to have already manifested. I'm, that is no longer, the excitement's no longer the prerequisite for me to maintain this level of expectation. It's like you're de- really detaching your entire process from your emotions. It's okay to be excited. It's great to be excited. That can really fuel parts of your journey along the way. However, it shouldn't determine you know, your, your manifesting velocity. Your, it's a real detachment from that. Look at the emotions as the wake following the boat. Mm-hmm. Well, the boat doesn't follow the wake. Mm-hmm. Let the emotions follow the boat, follow you. Yeah. And they may change. The water may be choppy. It may be smooth. It may take on a different appearance. But it doesn't change the direction of the boat, of your journey. Let the emotions be what they are, but never follow the emotions. And so we choose the abundant life for advancing our existence, and we do it on purpose, not out of excitement and enthusiasm, but out of the patience of gratitude. I really love how you just a moment ago also took us through this concept of making sure that we are always pursuing our ideal of self in a limitless way because our default, what we're always taught, no matter what, are limitations. And so I love this idea of combining patience, you know, overlaying patience with the idea that we have limitless possibilities for self. And then the maintenance and the lawn and the longevity of that is it's just the well, the possibilities are endless, right? They are endless for those who can imagine endless possibilities. Right. And, you know, you mentioned earlier the person that says, I'm busy and I'm, I'm working and I'm really working and I'm, I'm busy and I'm so busy and I'm really busy working. Well, what ends up happening is this person is actually busy working at managing what can be seen, mm-hmm. managing the status quo, managing the default. 
And so you can check in with this person every two or three or four years, and they're still managing the default of their life, of what can be seen. They're busy working. And look, the world is moving, yes, it's moving through dynamic change right now. And it's powerful. And the change that we see is worldwide, and it is all-inclusive. And I'm sure I don't have to tell anybody that. It's all inclusive now. And as we see these things happening, I just want to say today, do not be fearful. Fear is produced by a dependency upon what can be seen. Right. However, if, if we don't rely on this world's competitive system for advancing our mind, body, and soul, then we cannot be destroyed by the end of a competitive system. As we see these things change and you know, one thing becomes uh, something else, and we see things come to an end while new things begin. And I will just tell you this, that no one will be in lack during a recession. In kinetic belief, we will not be in lack in a depression. We cannot be in lack in a famine, and we will not cease to live peacefully. Uh, while prospering our mind, body, and soul to advance and to grow, which satisfies the soul. The law of attraction is a law of the universe, and it formed all that can be seen from what cannot be seen, from the invisible. And it's from this substance that we were created in the image of the original source for all things. And we each have we each have the ability to attract particles to form, to create and to change circumstances according to our beliefs. Religion has celebrated the creative ability of faith from the very beginning of awareness. And that's what religion is. Science has observed something being created from nothing in the last 10 years while proving simultaneously that, you know what, the power of belief literally changes things. The power of observation changes the thing that was being observed. That's the substance of belief affecting particles to become something different in alignment with what the observer is believing to see. Now, what this means for all of us is that the substance of anything that we should choose to desire will react to align our life with the exact form of our unwavering beliefs. Negative circumstances are the yeah buts of life. And we all have those yeah buts. I mean, the believer says, I'm healed. But the negative thought enters in and says, yeah, but the doctor says you're sick. So the choice of what to believe, it may now be scripted by the believer. Uh, you know, We may choose either healing or sickness. The yeah but being the sickness. We can choose life or death. Another believer says, I'm rich. And then the negative thought enters in and says, Yeah, but look at your bank account. It says you're broke. (laughs) Well, well, you may choose either wealth or the yeah, but empty bank account. You can choose abundance or poverty. You can choose to imagine what you're going to believe or to believe what you can see. The manifesting reality belongs to a human being while having a natural experience. And it is the powerfully successful kinetic believer that does not live by what they see. They live by what they choose to believe. The powerfully 
Look, the powerfully successful kinetic believer does not live by the bad report ever. They live by the good report of their desire and they choose what they will believe. The powerfully successful kinetic believer changes the internal dialogue to agree with the substance of their chosen desires. And as we continue to navigate through the changing tides of life, Remember that the most powerful thing in the universe is the substance of, of whatever we choose to believe, good or bad. Whatever we choose to believe. Once we have settled the matter, I will tell you this, never, ever again, and here's the danger zone. Once you choose your highest thought form for belief and you've put that into your journal and you blueprinted it and you've written out your affirmations and you're working on the trifecta of kinetic belief. Once you have done this, never ever again counsel or confer with other people regarding what you have chosen to desire. Journal and do it descriptively. And I'm telling you, your belief as your conviction and your convictions as your articles of faith will come to pass in your life. So what is your four-minute mile? <laughs> Have you picked one out yet? That's going to require some forward thinking. Don't look around to determine what it is. Don't look in your bank account. Don't ask mama and dim. <laughs> you decide and determine what is your four-minute mile. And you can have an unlimited number of four-minute miles. How many do you have? See yourself doing more, having more, by believing for more than you've ever dared to dream of before. Journal your way across the finish line so that your patience will not forget what you see. You know, successful kinetic belief requires the invisible adventure of possibilities. It has to have that. And so choose as many four-minute miles as you desire and then run for your life. My goodness. You know, patience is not the ability to wait patience, it's the ability to keep our gratitude while waiting. Wow. Let's work on some guided <laughs> thought forms. Let's go to yes. the highest viewpoint. Do you want to? Yes. How high can that be? Let's How, run. Let's work on some forward thinking. <laughs> I like it. I'm ready to do this. I'm so stirred up right I now, man. <laughs> and I have to say really quick, I, I, what really hit me about today's podcast was the idea that, you know, see yourself when you're a kinetic believer, we have to see ourselves as the revolutionary, not the person following in the, in behind the revolutionary. Oh, well they did it so I can do it. You know, putting yourself in that highest thought form position of saying, I'm going to be the first, I'm the first in my family. I don't know anyone else who makes this much money. I don't know anyone else who's this happy, this fit, this beautiful, this happy in life, but I'm going to be the first, I'm going to be that belief revolutionary and taking on that identity, that that was a huge shift for me. And one of the shifts, and that's a great word for it, is a shift because often what happens, Meg, is most people, when they begin the process of kinetic belief and journaling, they will look around and take inventory. And then using the limitations of what they can see, then they will try to stretch themselves just a little bit more than what they can see. Right. So we're still believing with limitations. Yes. But the shift that you're talking about is requires that we wipe the slate clean of any measurement mm -hmm. that we can actually take around us. No limitations. Without limitations. And now create the form of what 
seemed to be impossible five minutes ago. Yes. And you don't, and I love, like you taught us today, you don't have to see the way there. You don't have to know how you're going to get from A to B to C to D. You just have to believe that you will. And it's revealed. Don't counsel. Yeah. To see how you do it, <laughs> to see if you can do it. Don't, uh, don't take inventory to see if you have enough material. Don't count the cost. Yeah. Don't have a committee meeting to see if you can do it. This is something altogether different. We're working on the kinetic belief of anything being possible and insert yourself into that position from the place of your genius of purpose now. That's that's so you know, so important. Because you could it's very easy to put yourself into a a grandiose position that you've you know, now you have to show up at the hospital and do surgery uh, 24 hours a, a day because you saw yourself as a surgeon. You have absolutely no desire to be one. Right. You can get stuck <laughs> in You can get stuck in into something. Belief, that, yeah. Be careful of what you wish for is, is what I'm saying. genius of purpose comes in. Genius of purpose. You have well, to know what it is. And today was also very powerful for me because you gave the example of on again, off again. So you, you, have, you make these huge strides, you see the results, and then it bottoms out. Oh, let me gear up my manifestation again. Oh, I'm seeing manifestation again, and then it bottoms out. And so I love this. I feel like you really helped us today peel back all of these layers to get to the crux of the issue. Um, a lot of times, you know, you just know your car's not running. You don't know why. <laughs> so you helped us sort of, you know, go through the the diagnostics, if you will, of our of our manifestation issues today. It was incredibly illuminating. Is it worth the effort? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> on again, on again, on again. Stay on it again and again and again. Yes. And don't count the cost and don't live by what you see. Oh, man. But live by what you believe and soon you'll see it. Oh, highest viewpoints. Okay. Just say this after me. Just say, today I choose to delight in patience. Today I choose to delight in patience. And to have patience and gratitude. And to have patience and gratitude. I am filled to the overflow with calm. I'm filled to the overflow with calm. And peace. And peace. And quiet. And quiet. And stillness. And stillness. I trust that Everything good. I trust that everything good that I desire that I desire has already happened. Has already happened. And everything that has happened and everything that's happened that I desire desire. is coming to me now. It's coming to me now. And when it arrives, when it arrives, the timing will be perfect. The timing will be perfect. The universe universe will give me everything. Will give me everything I desire. I desire when it is the right time. When it's the right time. And I patiently await. I patiently await for that time. For that time. I breathe in patience. I breathe in patience. And peace and, peace and, love. and love. I breathe out patience. I breathe out patience. And peace and love. I feel at ease while waiting. I feel at ease while waiting. Because I enjoy the rest. Because I enjoy the rest of waiting. Of waiting. Today I am calm. Today I'm calm. Because I believe. Because I believe that I am happy. That I am happy. And filled with the strength of my joy. And filled with the strength of my joy. Because I am patient. Because I'm patient. I am love. I am I am healthy. I am healthy. I am growing in the quietness of my patience. I'm growing in that quietness of patience. In between thoughts. In between thoughts. Where there is abundant life. Where there is abundant life. I listen within. I listen within. To my genius of purpose. To my genius of purpose. I feel content. I feel content. And relaxed. And relaxed. To gratefully wait. To gratefully wait. I breathe in. I breathe in. And I breathe out. And I breathe out. I breathe in. I breathe in. And I breathe out. I breathe in. I breathe in. And I breathe out. And I breathe out. Wow, powerful podcast today. Yet another one that's wrapped. Go to StephenCanyon.com if you are interested in checking out the journal that Stephen mentioned today to maintain your patient belief and see consistent manifestation. You can do that at StephenCanyon.com. And be sure to check back 
often in the month of November, we are adding some exciting new resources that we will launch and tell you about soon on the podcast. Patient gratitude brings home the bacon. Patience (laughs) is not the ability to wait, but the ability to keep our gratitude while waiting. Can we have, I think I want breakfast for dinner now. <laughs> I could already smell it. I love it. Well, thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Sending out so much love, peace, joy, happiness to all the KB creatives all over the world. See you next time. Bye.